Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, especially this time of the year, just before Christmas Day. We want to focus on Jesus. We want to focus on God the Father and His plan to save you and to save me. And what Jesus came to accomplish when He uh, showed up, (laughs) hallelujah, that glorious Christmas morn in that little town of Bethlehem, hallelujah, praise God. Well, I'm excited about Christmas because I'm excited about Christ. Amen. I'm not excited about all of the other trappings. I I do love to celebrate, I must say. I enjoy turkey. I enjoy pumpkin pie. I enjoy a, a gift if a gift is given, and I enjoy even more giving a gift. But friend of mine, the great joy of Christmas is Jesus what he came to do, and what he accomplished, hallelujah, at the cross. If you take the Christ out of Christmas, we don't have Christmas anymore. If you take the cross out of the Christmas message, then the the birth of Jesus would have been in vain. Uh, But if you blend (laughs) the cross with the Christ child, uh, then we have the true essence and meaning of Christmas. So we're going to be talking in just a few moments uh, about a, a Christmas a celebration of reconciliation. And if you have your Bibles and want the foundational text for this teaching today, it is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. We're going to read that in just a moment and talk about our reconciliation with God because of what Jesus came to do and what he accomplished in in terms of our relationship with God. Amen. So if you're not a Christian today, this involves you distinctly and directly as well. As we celebrate our salvation, we want to declare that you can be reconciled to God today. You can be saved before this broadcast is over. You can pray with us to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, repenting of your sin and receiving a reconciled relationship with the one who loved you enough to send his son and the son who loved you enough to take your place and mine on the cross at Calvary. Well, this is an exciting time for me because the focus once again is upon Jesus. That's what this is all about today. And we just want to pause for a moment and thank the Lord and thank you once again for being part of the listening family right here on WMAF. And uh, if you're a brand new listener to this broadcast, we welcome you today. Uh, We're so glad uh, that you have decided uh, to go to the Word of God with us and see what God says to us through it. You know, the Bible is not like any other book in the world. For Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are are life. Hallelujah. And we'll go into a study sometime of of just how uh, different the Word of God is from any book 
in the world. Hallelujah. Because holy men wrote when they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. And I want to speak today as I am moved on by the Holy Spirit to you concerning this message, Christmas, a celebration of reconciliation. Amen. I'd like to ask you to pray for our ministry. We have some big changes coming and we need God's distinct direction and we know he's going to guide us and he's going to lead us but we ask for people to pray pray with us that we might be sensitive to his leading and we might be able to hear him clearly and act upon his word hallelujah as he divulges his will to us today amen all right having said that i'll be announcing when we uh, actually begin our ministry again in another location but nothing will change concerning the radio broadcast or our website except the address, the physical address of our ministry. Amen. All right. Let's talk about this today. Let's talk about Jesus today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19. It says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now this word reconciliation means to end the conflict, to make friendly again. Let me stop here just a minute and go back to where this reconciliation was occurring. The Bible said that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That occurred when Jesus was hanging on the cross. It's an amazing thing. It's a mystery of all mysteries that Jesus could die as a man forsaken of God and yet never losing his divinity. He was God incarnate in the cradle. He was God incarnate on the cross. Now I know there are teachings out there that that misunderstand this. And well I, I can understand the misunderstanding. Jesus did not, by the way, have to be born again. Uh, he never sinned. He had no need for repentance. Jesus didn't become divine in some transition and, and transaction that occurred while he was in hell. No, Jesus was very God and very man. This is what is so mysterious that God came and condescended the second person of the Godhead came and was born of a woman, a virgin named Mary in a manger. And that very God grew to be a man. And that very God blended with man hung on a cross and was punished as if he had sinned, though he had never sinned. So the blood that he shed was innocent and pure, the only blood that could ever be accepted by God as a sin sacrifice for you and for me. To wit, I'm going to read this again, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us, that means you and me as Christians in the 21st century as well, the word of reconciliation.
Amen. The result of reconciliation is peace. And the message that first was brought by angels on the very first Christmas is now carried by those of us who have come to know Christ is our Savior. I want to read that message to them and that message now that began to come through them and through us. Listen to it. Luke chapter 2, 8 through 11, very familiar with reconciliation in view, creating peace with God, allowing for the peace of God to rule and reign in our own hearts and lives. The Bible said, and there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will toward men. You see, friend of mine, God takes the peace initiative. He is the one that initiates this desire to be reconciled with us. He sends a Savior so we can be forgiven and thereby reconciled unto God. So the great message of Christmas is the great proclamation of peace with God. This word peace on earth doesn't mean that wars will cease when he arrives. It doesn't mean that, that men are going to suddenly just love one another and lay down their weapons, that there will be no more murder and no more hurt in this world. It means peace for those who will receive the means of peace, and that is Jesus Christ. After he hung on the cross and opened the door that we might be forgiven and reconciled unto God. So the great message of Christmas is that sinners can be saved. The separated from God can be reclaimed and the lost sought after and restored and the alienated reconciled. All because Jesus took our place on the cross he suffered our punishment to reconcile us unto God. One writer commented on Isaiah 53 and verse 5. He says, but it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He's commenting on the fifth verse of Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. It was indeed our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. One of the most powerful true stories to illustrate the gospel of Christ comes from missionaries who who threatened to leave 
if two warring tribes did stop killing one another. This was a serious threat to them. They liked Carol's medical care and Don's steel implements. Plus, the presence of the white family gave them status. The chief of Don's tribe realized he had to pay the price of peace. He couldn't continue to war with the neighboring tribe. One day, Don watched the warriors of the warring tribes from a line opposite each other. The chief of his tribe took his newborn son from the arms of his wife. She sank to the ground wailing in uncontrollable grief. Then the chief walked down the line of his warriors, and each of them put their hands on this little firstborn child. With determination and resolve, the chief walked across the open space between the two warring tribes. He stood face to face with the enemy chief and placed his son in his enemy's arm. With the baby in his arms, the enemy chief walked down the line of his warriors. In full view of the father and the father's tribe, each enemy warrior once again placed his hands on the baby boy. Next, the warriors turned and disappeared in the bush with the infant. The baby was gone, never to be returned to its grieving parents. The Richardsons wondered what the ceremony meant. One day the chief said to them, I offered my son as the peace child for our tribes. As long as my son lives, there will be peace between our tribes. If he dies, war will resume. Anyone who kills a peace child will himself be killed. Don shared how God our Heavenly Father sent Jesus to this earth as his peace child to make peace between God and man. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Just as the warriors put their hands on the chief's little son as a sign that they accepted this little boy as their peace child, so we by faith can receive Jesus into our lives to show that we are now at peace with God. The difference in the stories is that God's peace child lives forever. He has an everlasting priesthood and he stands in the presence of God interceding on our behalf. So the message of Christmas is so powerful. And it is so wonderful, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Christ did not become our peace child by lying in a manger, but by dying on the cross. But when he was lying in that manger, that is when he began the journey, the first steps toward the cross. Amen. Isaiah 53 and verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to our own way. But God hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
the darkness in all our hearts, the deeds of wickedness. It was all placed on him. And on that cross, God's wrath was poured upon him. This word wrath means justifiable anger. It's not God uh, losing his temper. It's God executing his righteous justice. No one ever suffered like him. No one ever saved like him. No one can save but him. He is God's son given, and he is our peace child. You will not find true peace in a package under a Christmas tree. You can find it only at the cross and through the Christ. Not since the first Christmas 2,000 years ago has there been such anger and angst against Christ and Christmas. Christmas 2017 is bringing into clear view the conflict of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. No world religion, I'm going to say this loud and clear, no world religion is persecuted in America like Christianity. Christmas is under attack because Satan knows the power of this peace child to save and deliver. He fears his very name. He fears we who know him and proclaim him. Ah, church, this is a Christmas to remember. In the midst of all the debate, the threat of lawsuits, the heated arguments, a name is being brought into the collective consciousness of the American public. And it's not Santa Claus. And it's not old St. Nick. And it's not Rudolph. It's not Visa or MasterCard. It's not Macy's or Walmart. Then what is all the hoopla about? What is the paramount issue of Christmas 2017? It is Jesus who is the Christ of Christmas. Amen. I really like the old Evie Turnquist song. It is the name above all names. And we will shout it. And we will shout it to a dying world. This year, Merry Christmas will have a new ring to it. A new resonance. The joy of sins forgiven, the peace of reconciliation, the love that brought Jesus into this fallen world to save sinners just like you, friend, and just like me. The gospel is so powerful and so wonderful. Our faith is so precious and so glorious. Good Christian men and women should rejoice indeed. You see, peace with God is not something we earn through our good deeds. It is a gift that we freely receive. The Bible says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourself, it is the gift of God. In Ephesians 2 and verse 8. You see, peace among those tribes in Jaya, Arian, Jawa, Jaya, I suppose it's written, was bought by the gift of the peace child. Every warrior indicated his willingness to receive the gift by placing his hands on the peace child. And Jesus said in the New Testament in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This wonderful Christmas Monday that is coming up, I invite you to reach out your hand and touch the peace child. I invite you this Christmas Monday. In fact, I invite you today so that Christmas can really be Christmas. Hallelujah. Because without this peace, without this joy, nothing you could give or receive uh, will create within you this wonderful peace. See, this is peace, not as the world gives that Jesus promised us. I looked up the definition for peace in in a simple dictionary, and it has a simple explanation, and it means the cessation of all conflict, the sensation of all wars. A friend of mine, that is not our planet. That is not our personal circumstances of life. There's a war going on somewhere. There are many wars going on on our planet, but there are three distinct wars wars going on in every person and the the bible teaches that the the world system is at war with anyone who tries to live uh, differently than it dictates uh, we are the we are in a in a world that is that is anti god at its very core influenced by the devil himself and that's why the bible said don't love the world nor the things that are in the world for to the christian if anyone loved the world the love of the father is not in him marvel not if the world hate you it hated me before it hated you. But be cautioned if the world embraces you because the world embraces its own. If you become a Christian, you go counterculture and a war begins to be waged. Amen. And we begin to be at war with a culture that is at war with God. And that's why he came to reconcile this fallen world, which means all of the people like you and me in it, unto himself, and to give us a new heart, to take out that heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. Praise God. Amen. There's another war that begins to wage. And it is a war uh, between uh, the devil and ourselves. <laughs> the Bible said that he is the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And we were all children of the devil before we became children of God. And there is a war uh, going to continue. The enemy's not going to lay down and quit. He's going to fight to the end. But he's going to lose in the end. And today, we as Christians must stand true to God at all cost. Because the devil will never relent. He will never stop accusing us. And Jesus will never stop interceding on our behalf. Hallelujah. You know, in, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, it says, Now is the accuser of our brethren cast down that accuse them before God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they love not their life 
unto the death. They were totally devoted to Jesus Christ today. Oh, the peace and the joy of reconciliation with God. I can never be sinlessly perfect, but I can be perfectly reconciled to God because of the blood of our peace child. Jesus Christ. I want to say that again. I can't, and this may come as a blow to some of you. (laughs) You can't either. No man can become sinlessly perfect, but we cannot be sinful anymore. That means we cannot have a bent towards sin and be totally influenced and governed by the devil. Listen, friend of mine, there's victory in Jesus for you, and there's victory in Jesus for me. Because this peace child not only brought peace with God, but allowed for the power of God to be released into our life. And when you and I decide to follow Jesus and to obey God, all of heaven's resources become yours and become mine in Christ. Allowing us to say with Paul of old, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's another war, and that's the war with our own weak flesh. The Bible said in Romans chapter 7 that the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh, that we cannot do the things that we would. Amen. It's called crucifying the flesh and and putting it on the cross, spiritually speaking, so that we don't let ourselves be governed by our weak flesh, but governed by our Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This this is war. We're at war, and the conflict is very, very real. But in the midst of this conflict is the peace of knowing that we are reconciled unto God. There's no longer an enmity between us, and now God is on our side. (laughs) And Paul said, you know, that should end every dispute, every threat, every argument, and every accusation. (laughs) He said, what more shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. If God is on your side, who can come against you or come against me and overcome us. There's someone listening to this broadcast and you have, you're bound by a habit. It, 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 well, in your case, it is alcohol. I know that habit very well. I know that spirit of addiction very well. It is not a disease. This is a spiritually rooted entity. And I want you to know you can be set free today from alcoholism. You don't have to be its prisoner any longer. There is victory in Jesus Christ. Because you can be reconciled to God, you can have God's presence and God's power to help you to overcome what your weak flesh could never defeat in your life. 
and somebody is saying, and you may have a drug addiction today. It may be cocaine. It may be a prescription opiate. It may be any, it may be a sexual addiction. But whatever your addiction is today that you feel I can't live without and I can't break, I want you to know that when you receive Christ as your Savior and your Sovereign, your Lord and Savior, and you bow to Him, and you cry out to Him for deliverance, there is nothing stronger, nothing, and no one mightier than God standing up by His Spirit (laughs) in your behalf. There is victory for you today. You can and you will be set free if you will come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. And this Christmas 2017, I want you to know that you can meet the Prince of Peace himself. And you can know the peace that he offers, not as the world giveth, giveth I thee. The peace of knowing If you draw your last breath here, you'll take your next breath in heaven. The peace of knowing that in spite of our imperfections, Satan can never accuse us because the peace child came. He laid in a manger so that he could die on a cross to reconcile us to God. Friend of mine, we love you today. I pray that you will pray for forgiveness while repenting of your sin. And if you're a Christian, regardless of your financial circumstances, your personal circumstances, that you will celebrate the peace child this Christmas and know the joy and peace that only he can give. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.